Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws and monkey sounds in there and call it good. The old like, Danny Meringue pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon and happy Wednesday to you. 23rd of November is the date, the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, everybody out there? Be ready. The families, the families are coming. I feel like this is uh, the very beginning of like the movie Christmas Vacation, where the the grandparents are all starting to show up, and um, this may be your your sixth circle of hell. Um, <laughs> okay, we're we're not quite the seventh, but we're in number six right now. And just know you're not alone. Couldn't you're be any more alone. surprised if I woke up with my head sewn to the carpet. <laughs> you're dang right. Uh, but make the best of it, all right? <laughs> I'm, I, I, I feel for you if you have a terrible family uh, and you don't want to be around them. That's what booze is for. That is what booze is for. And if you have a great family, guess what? That's what also booze is <laughs> That's for. That's what I'm talking about. Jeff Rust is here. How are you, Jeff Rust? Uh, good. Apparently, I have my priorities straight. <laughs> you do. You <laughs> absolutely do. Uh, today, regarded as uh, biggest drinking day of the year. Yeah, or otherwise known for me, Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> this is amateur hours, what it is. Yeah. Be safe out there on the yes. roads tonight. Because they call it uh, the biggest drinking day of the year because For the this rookies. is when, yeah, the youngins, they all come home. And if you think about it, like, if you send their butts off to college, this is the first time they're all coming back to the same place. Yes. Um, at one time. Us and, old Beaverton kids, it was always the Dublin pub. Oh, right there at Dysfunction Junction yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You called it, we called it malfunction junction. Yeah, <laughs> boy, where like eight roads all meet. That is the. It's horrific. If there is a a city planning fail, yeah, and you want you wanted just a picture of what city planning fail looks like, that's it right there. Yes, exactly. I don't know how you get to that point where you're like, yeah, what's one more road? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, it's uh. Oh, um, Shoals Ferry and Beaverton Hillsdale. Yeah. Also, they, uh, Olson Road. They all kind of just meet and mm-hmm. slam together. I think there's also a Dogwood Lane right there. Uh, you're, you're nailing it. Going you got up it. the hill into some houses. Yeah, it's bad, man. It is bad. It's right where the Dublin pub is. There's like a Sesame Donuts there. 
It's up by uh, well, Dunkin' past, Donuts like, forever. Jesuit. Well, we don't have Dunkin' Donuts. I know, not anymore. Does that make anybody sad? Like, do we want Dunkin' Donuts here? I mean, you know, it's it's. <laughs> you want the option? Well, I feel sure. I feel like uh, uh, the the two big donut houses that we had from our youth they both disappeared. The old Dunkin' Donuts and then Winchell's. Winchell's was a big one. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, I kind of like my my local. My local uh, donut yeah. store. The donut sesame shop. isn't bad. We've got one by us, too. I can't remember what the name of it is. Right there on 185th. Yeah. I don't know either. We're by Monkey Subs there yeah. where the old uh, Pizza caboose, caboose used to be. Yes, sir. Will forever be the Pizza Caboose place. Yes. I'm a Krispy Kreme guy, though, too. I, I dig on the Krispy Kreme. <clears throat> Krispy Kreme is good, only yeah. when the light's on yeah. out front, you know, and they're making them hot, hot, hot and fresh. fresh. Hot and fresh. you got to stop by then. <laughs> All right, uh, donut talk. Didn't think that that was not that was um, not in the script. No. Not, well, uh, do we have one? Well, no. Do we have yeah. a script? <laughs> Wasn't no. on the old show doc. All How right. about that? Um, we've got a lot that we've got to get to today, though. Um, we will have a couple of guests, as always. We'll have uh, Ryan Horvat on our BetQL Network Insider. Um, Thank you for reminding me. Bet MGM tonight. <laughs> you should remember that one. Uh, he'll join us at one thirty today. We'll uh, continue our talk of uh, ducks and beeves as we'll be joined by Eric Scopel, Duck Territory, twenty four seven Sports. He'll join us top of the hour one o'clock today. Um, we have got to get uh, everything sorted out for Thanksgiving. Um, yesterday, our worst day on the web was Danny Morang coming on and defending himself for his stuffing and dressing take yeah. uh, on the internet. Unfortunate. It, it was, but you know what? I'm glad we did it. Yeah, I'm glad we we had to get that out there. Uh, he, he sounded like hell, but um, he he back he backed it up a little. Like he he backed away. Yeah. He backtracked a little bit. He did manage to make the distinction between the stuffing and dressing. And so. that's very important. Yes. And that is very important. Um, but we got bigger things that we need to get to because there was controversy yesterday as we were talking on the fan text line, 503-250-1080, of uh, how you address your plate. Um, and mm. and it, this is a big day. I mean, this is a day, this is a day where we we don't eat Thanksgiving food regularly and there's a reason why right it's like it's like the damn super bowl <laughs> you gotta have it one it's like the world cup is on right now we don't have a world cup every year no nope. you want to know why because we get spoiled with it <laughs> we had thanksgiving all the time what the hell does butterball do the rest of the year anyway mm. yeah like what is is the turkey industry <laughs> is the turkey industry they just like get gear up for really two two it's it's Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas. Yeah. Although I will will say I'm more of a uh, prime rib and or ham guy on Christmas. I would go with ham. I'm not a huge hot take. I'm not a huge prime rib guy. Yeah. No, I would did. say I would tell the producer to turn your mic up, but you're the <laughs> damn producer right now. <laughs> that hurts my soul. It's just, too it, fatty. It's yeah. I look, and this is gonna. Uh, I'm gonna get a lot of uh, comparisons to old Big John Sacanic here. Mm-hmm. I don't like my meat that rare. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hey, I mean, I'm not talking like well done. But. No, I am a medium. Uh, I'm like a steak. I'm a medium. Yeah. But um, like medium rare and rare rare. If you are a rare person, where you're just searing it for 30 seconds on each side and then yeah. serving that bad boy up. Oh, my dad, he's like a he likes his. What do they call? It? Is it blue? You just kind of like chew it. And yeah. I'm not. No. It's like you I'm kill that thing, grow it on the you know, throw it on the grill for a second and pull it off, and it's still kicking. That's yeah. the way my dad likes it. And no, to tell you. me, and I've had I've had every every cook of of steak, 
But they're like, well, you just uh, all the natural flavors get cooked out of it. If it's no, uh-uh. yeah. no. uh-uh, no, no, you can properly cook a steak without it mooing. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, we can have this conversation. I don't. That's something I do, I, I do not understand. Is that 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 whole conversation of yeah? I, I get it if it's like well done. And if you're doing the well done with right. ketchup, I'm not talking about chewing on leather. You're a criminal because yeah. you do cook out all. The, but medium is a. It's a nice little compromise there. It's not mooing. It's not chewy. It you have a lot of flavor and juices in it. Yeah, I mean, I'm good with medium. Yeah, but uh, that's why you don't like the prime rib. Yeah, right? it's just not my thing. Okay, what are you gonna do? Yeah, right. that's right. my controversial food take for today. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I know. As this text points out, so we got one guy on the show who doesn't like stuffing and dressing, and we have another guy who doesn't like prime rib and doesn't like to have steak cooked properly. Yikes! Well, th- well. what about medium? Isn't proper? Well, yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I, I mean, the, the, I think medium is proper. Yeah, I think I, I, I really do think it is. Um, okay, but we knew. Look, we're already off. We're already up. We're not. We're, we're, we're we blew past Thanksgiving. We're already getting. This is like a summer topic of steak. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we got Thanksgiving. Um, we need to uh, over the course of today power rank your sides. Um, yeah, a a power ranking of the sides is is necessary today. Uh, quick question: Are we calling gravy a side on its own? No. 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 That's no, just no. a fat guy thing no. for me. It's not a side on its own. It's like saying, like, uh, I don't know, is is water needed to sustain life? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, it's, yeah. It's given. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is like our oceans. It should cover 60% of your... <laughs> of there your we plan. go. Right? I can get down with that. It's like the, it's like the, the world's oceans. It's got to cover 60% of, of your plate. <laughs> we'll, go with, we'll go with that. We'll leave 40% for, like, sweet potatoes and... You know, cranberry sauce and and uh, green beans, the, if that's your thing. Yeah, you can keep the fruit off my plate. <laughs> All right. But we will we we have to power rank our sides. And uh, how do you organize your plate? Because I, I, I talked about this yesterday, and mm-hmm. I caught some heat for it. Yeah. And I'm okay. We can have this conversation. The only way I like to have my sides touching is if they're connected by the gravy. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Yeah, just like the oceans, right? right? Okay. Yeah. Um, I am a... I I will separate my my sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. my uh, heck. Sometimes I'll even throw the green beans on that second plate, but first plate, turkey, mashed potatoes and gravy stuffing, and then I'll, I'll put the green green bean casserole on. Yep. When I'm looping back around, that's when I'm picking up the sweet potatoes and the uh, cranberry sauce as a palate cleanser. And it, it, here's where it's a ca- palate cleanser. It is either that cranberry just kind of resets everything, and you go back for some more turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy, or, or it's a nice little segue into dessert, and you just you just move right into it. It all depends on how big plate one is, but that that is my tried and true, because it, it really bothers me when I get like the gravy in the sweet potatoes. This is, the gravy shouldn't be in the sweet potatoes. It, it has no business touching. Yeah, like, that's why I just leave the sweet potatoes off my plate. Gosh, I can't believe you right now. I cannot believe We've done you. this before. I have the palate of like an eight-year-old. You know what I mean? I still get the chicken McNuggets at McDonald's. Uh, uh, gravy is uh, called a focus accoutrement. Without it, the meal is nothing. But without the meal, 
It's still gravy, baby. Yes. <laughs> Great text. That 503-250-1080. we got a lot that we got to get to uh, sports-wise on, on the show. Outside of Scopel, who will join us at 1, Horvat at one we We've got college football playoff rankings that were re- revealed again. And those have people all hot and bothered. Um, and, and we will discuss those. Uh, we've got some NBA that we got to get to uh, today. Was, it, the Blazers are in Cleveland and looking to snap a three-game losing streak. Those not, Cavs, they're so hot right now. They, they are so hot right now. Uh, but it'll w- the NBA is uh, overreaction city is going on in the NBA. We got NFL and uh, we got Thursday all about it. In the New York Jets, they're making waves after what was a great start and seeming like this franchise is turning it around. Spoiler alert, it is not. It is not. Not one bit. Uh, and we got a couple Thanksgiving treats for you um, on the show today as well. We also got to get picky. We have our picks against the spread um, in which we'll have the polls up at Danny and Dusty on social media uh, very shortly for the listeners and your games in which yeah, you guys can pick. Uh, and we'll go over uh, what happened last week. Um, so all of a sudden there's a ton to get to, including uh, charges being pressed in the Michigan State, Michigan kerfuffle. Yeah. What the hell? And uh, Duck fans, I have this question for you. Bo Nix went through all the senior day festivities. Would it be worth it for him to come back for one more ride? Okay. Well, I guess worth it to whom? Mm. We're talking him or the fans? Mm. Everybody involved. Different arguments. This is an all... Is it, though? Well... All-encompassing. Well, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, Because just think of of Bo Nix's value. What do do you think Bo Nix's value is? Are we, are we talking like professionally? Monetarily, monetarily, professionally, or NIL? Because I think if you look at it, he may make more money in college if he stays for yeah. one more year. Yeah, no, at this point, yeah. And that's something Improve that, you that think draft about. stock for, for the following year. Yep. Um, so a ton that we need to get to, um, and we're just getting underway. Let's get this bad boy started. Uh, the college football playoff rankings were unveiled. The committee has updated the rankings heading into the final week of the regular season. Uh, uh, the Pac-12. It's in good shape. Come on. Don't well let's not panic here. Let's not panic here. I'll tell you why. Danny Dusty on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital. To rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's tricky. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around. To rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. Danny and Dusty on the fan. 
College Football Playoff Committee has unveiled its rankings for Week 13 in college football, and uh, like the panic sets in uh, across college football when they see that like no change in the top four because look, you have four teams that are 11 and 0, and they continued uh, on that path. Georgia is number one, followed by Ohio State at two. Uh, Michigan is third; those two meet up this weekend. And number four uh, is TCU at 11 and 0, escaping. Uh, a tight one against Baylor this past week, and they get Iowa State to wrap up the year. Number five, this is where people start panicking and, and the freakout is real. Um, and uh, I say, I think the Pac-12 is still in very good shape. There's still a lot of uh, to be determined, and there is some jockeying and positioning that the College Football Playoff Committee is trying to boost teams like they always do because number five is LSU at nine and two on this season. We remember they had a ridiculous loss to start the year to Florida State, uh, and that loss was seen as you know a big laugher. And Brian Kelly's tenure was off to a rough start because everybody thought Florida State was not going to be very good this year. Well, it turns out the Seminoles. Um, they have turned it around. They are currently 16th in the college football playoff rankings. And remember, folks, remember this. Florida State is 16th, and they they are a good team this year. They are 8-3 on the season. Okay, The committee can put these teams wherever they want to boost other teams as they see fit. So is Florida State the 16th best team in the country? I don't think so. They're probably not. But you know what? If it makes a team that they want to look better, look better, then they will put Florida State at 16th. So that is a quality win now that LSU has at the very beginning of the year. They get absolutely smacked around by Tennessee at home, 40 to 13, and that's the one that's that's ringing the alarm bells for a lot of folks. Is come on, like getting smacked at the beginning of the year, and they didn't. It was a one point loss to Florida State at the beginning of the year. But if you're like you're a team like Oregon and you get absolutely manhandled by a very good team in week one with a brand new head coach, a brand new uh, set of coordinators, new quarterback running the system for, for, for the first time on the road, essentially your quote unquote neutral site game in Georgia, you can get the benefit of the doubt for those early season losses. The one that I think a lot of folks are saying, why is LSU getting a pass for getting blasted at home by Tennessee? That's not what the fifth-ranked team in the country uh, would do or should do. They're getting a little bit of benefit of the doubt because what the committee wants is they want to make sure you guarantee an SEC team. You you want to get that guarantee of an SEC team getting into the playoff. and it, Because you know what? They're deserving of it. Because if, if S hits the fan and Georgia falls apart and they somehow lose to Georgia Tech this week, and somehow lose in the SEC championship game to LSU, they want to make sure that they can get an SEC team in, and an SEC team is always deserving to be in the playoff. That's why they are sitting at five. It's because it is a safety net for the playoff committee to to back into. With USC at six, I still think they are in great positioning because the reality for the Pac-12 is that they need to win out. USC needs to win out. And I I will ask this question. Has USC had a definitive win against a good team this year? I'm saying a definitive win against a good team. And we'll go down the list here. (laughs) 
Okay, because they beat Oregon State on the road by three. Oh, does Rice not count? Yeah, no, 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 no. That is a good team that they white knuckled it to win. Winning on the road is hard. They beat um, UCLA this past weekend by three in the Rose Bowl. In a shootout. They lost to Utah. And those are the only ranked teams that they've played this year. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Those are the only, I mean, those are really, truly the only good teams USC has played this year. Well, we always say you can only play who's put in front of you. you. And that is true. But can you be a team? Because, look, every other team on here, even LSU, has a definitive and convincing win over a very good Ole Miss team where they smacked them around 45-20. to 20. They beat them handily. And USC is beating teams handily, like Colorado, 55-17. to 17. They beat Cal by one score. They beat Arizona by one score. Okay, You have a two-score win over Washington State, a two-score win over Arizona State, and you beat up on Stanford and you beat up on Fresno State. And that's where, like, just think of it in those terms, like, they have they do not have that convincing dominating win start to finish against a good team. They have one and they are 10 and 1. But here is where I think the Pac-12 is in such good shape is that USC has an opportunity to get back-to-back top 15 wins. Because Notre Dame jumped up 3 spots, they are now ranked 15th. Boy, how did we I mean <laughs> We did not think Notre Dame was going to find themselves back anywhere near this position after the first few weeks of the season. No, and it's a, it is that's a, a great credit to Marcus Freeman for riding the ship and getting this thing back on the rails. Because those first two weeks were an absolute disaster. I still don't understand how they lost to Stanford. Like, that, that one does not compute. Or Marshall. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm talking, they, they lost to Stanford after they started, like, riding the ship and getting on the right track. They still found a way to lose to Stanford. Um, and so, if you look at it, the, the Pac-12, they're in, good, they're in really good shape right now. They, they are in good shape because USC can have a top 15 win over Notre Dame with Oregon sitting at 9 and Oregon State sitting at 21. Okay? The, even if the Beavs beat the Ducks... I bet the Ducks will drop down probably to 15th, you know, if USC beats Notre Dame. They'll drop Notre Dame will then drop down and there's going to be movement all over the place. But USC has an opportunity to get back-to-back top 15 wins and three wins over top 15 opponents in a row to end the year. Because I know UCLA's dropped all the way down to 18, um or oh, I guess they were 16th last week. But you would have three top 16 wins to end your season, and that will that will be good enough for the Pac-12 to get in if you're looking at a 12 and one USC team. I'm I wouldn't panic one bit if you're if you're in panic, be the ACC in panic. I mean, the ACC is the one that needs to panic, yes, because you got uh, 10 and one Clemson who's sitting at eighth, and they don't just have to jump LSU; they have to jump Alabama, USC, and LSU to get into that top four conversation. So. I understand the panic, and there's a lot of finger pointing and saying, "How in the world do they? Is LSU ahead of of USC? Let the next two weeks play themselves out, and it will be okay." Because I have a feeling that the committee will magically boost the resume of USC if they beat Notre Dame this weekend. And here's the big end: 
if Georgia beats Georgia Tech, then the SEC, a one loss, Georgia team with that only loss being in the SEC championship game, that will be enough. And then if you sit there and you, you flip-flop LSU and George, or, uh, USC this next week, you can say we thought USC had, did, had done enough to you know, be ahead of LSU for the final week and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. I could see USC in the top four after this after this weekend's done because you're going to have Ohio State and Michigan play each other, and one of those teams is going to fall out. I think USC could be in the top four, and they could jump, and the, magically the committee's all of a sudden going to think USC is better again. Like, we, don't use rhyme or reason because there is no rhyme or reason because you know what team should not be in the top ten right now? Tennessee. Because Tennessee has lost two of their last three games, got blown out by US, or, uh, uh, South Carolina, and they lost their quarterback for the year with a torn ACL. <laughs> yeah. Tennessee should not be in the top ten no. because the committee says this, we take injuries into account. <laughs> Guess what? You should take that one into account because Hendon Hooker was a Heisman Trophy front runner for a majority of the season, and now he's out with a torn ACL. That's not a top ten team that's going to take the field this next week. It ain't. And they're still probably going to be, uh, what, they got Vandy to ra- round out the year? They, they, yeah, they play Vanderbilt. Still probably going to be able to beat Vanderbilt, but that's not a team that is deserving of a top 10 ranking right now. No. They've lost two of the last three games, and I, you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody else have that resume, but they want to prop up the SEC, and that's exactly what the rankings do. Um, as it pertains to Oregon, look, back in you're back in the... Uh, top 10, you're at ninth, and at this point in the year, it would take an absolute just meltdown to happen Yeah, uh, to get into the top four. There'd, yeah, there'd have to be a it lot would, of things that happen. I mean, in Georgia Tech beating Georgia uh, would have to be one of them, and then LSU losing to Texas A&M this weekend would have to be one, and then beating Georgia. Uh, and then you'd have to have Ohio State or Michigan just blow the other one out, uh, and Iowa State beat TCU. Clemson would have to lose probably their next two games. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be like the world, of, which I am here for. <laughs> Let me tell you, if chaos is what you like, I love chaos. It is the best. Our pets' heads are falling off! Give it to me. All of it. I want all of the chaos, and that would be absolutely fantastic. And as this texture points out, if LSU beats Georgia, uh, they should both be in the top four. They probably will be. They probably will be. I mean, if you beat Georgia, they probably will be. That's why I think, though, the committee is, is being very cautious with this. I could see them flipping. I could see USC magically jumping LSU for no for no reason whatsoever, except for they other than they feel like it. Yeah, to make sure that after this week they can exhale and say, "All right, we're going to have at least one SEC team, and that will be Georgia." And if they beat Georgia Tech, then you can everybody will exhale and breathe, and everything's going to be okay. Um, but for the Pac-12, I also think it's a it's a good nod to the conference as a whole that six teams are ranked in the top 25 and five of those teams are in the uh, top what 20 because UCLA is down at 18. You have four teams in the top 15, five in the top 20, six in the top 25. That's a nod to the conference that it is far better than what it has been in years past. And I think we can all definitively say the PAC 12 is getting 
it is so much better. It's night and day difference than where it was a year ago, two years ago. Yeah, but still cannibalizing themselves. Yeah, that's what happens when you play nine conference games. Yeah. You play nine conference games, it's bound to happen. And we see it time and time again. And until you start getting wise to the ways of the SEC, it that will continue to be the case. I don't know. I don't understand why the Pac-12 is so steadfast in your nine conference games, and why the Rose Bowl is is holding we are back on the, New Year's Day. We are on New Year's Day, and we will hold back the playoff. Why? Why is that holding back the playoff? If they want to be on New Year's Day, and they are they are so steadfast on playing on New Year's Day, it is a great bowl, and it is so. It's majestic when you go down there. The granddaddy of them all. Whoa, Nelly. It is incredible to walk into that stadium on New Year's Day and and see it when the sun's going down, the sunset over the mountains. It's it's an incredible setting for a football game. And the tradition is incredible. But if they want to hold back the college football playoff expanding to 12 teams, sorry, that that should not hold the sport back. No, that shouldn't. That should not be what holds an entire sport back. And at that point, they would be making a choice to not be as relevant as they are. At that point, they're digging in like Danny with his stuffing take. Yeah, or you and your prime rib, you monster. <laughs> Doesn't like prime rib. Will Ortner's over here, and he's in the building right now. And he, I think he might try to fight you during the break because of uh, he don't like prime rib. I, I look I looked over at him. Look at him right now. He's staring at you. He, he really wants to fight you right just, now because you don't like prime rib. He just burned a hole through me with his yes, eyes. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, so uh, the panic over the top 25, it's okay. It's okay. Pac-12, just take care of business. Best thing that can happen for the Pac-12, USC beats Notre Dame this weekend. Oregon uh, beats Oregon State, and you have got a bona fide top 10 matchup for the conference championship game and a ticket to uh, the college football playoff on the line for USC. Um, and for for everybody else in the Pac-12, outside of SC fans, it would be the sweetest thing in the world to have uh, Oregon beat them in the Pac-12 championship game in Vegas and say, go have fun in the Big Ten, suckers. All right. <clears throat> Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Damn right. Okay, uh, 503-250-1080. Got some of your feedback on this. Uh, College Football Playoff Committee uh, releasing their rankings for the uh, final time for the regular season. First, though, Russ with SportsCenter. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. All right, 503-250-1080. That is a fan text sign. We were talking the uh, college football top 25 from the committee. Um, don't panic. It's okay. All right. Pac-12. Uh, I, I really do think the magic of the committee, they will start justifying 
uh, USC being better than LSU for for no apparent reason in all the ways that uh, they had used to prop up LSU in the past and will magically be used to prop up USC uh, if after this weekend. Get through the regular season, then conference championship games. Uh, you can sit there and you can say, George is more deserving, uh, pending the outcomes. Now, the one that could throw the whole wrench into this thing is if Jimbo Fisher somehow uh, finds a way to beat LSU in the final week of the regular season. That would be absolutely hilarious. <laughs> they would probably think that makes him worth that ridiculous salary. It would be hilarious on so many levels. One, that is a bad Texas A&M team. Um, and if they were, if they find a way to beat LSU and kind of ruin their season, the comedy would be just A&M fans having to backtrack the fire Jimbo stuff. LSU fans just in a hole crying um, after this weekend. The SEC just doing the big, uh-oh. But if Georgia beats Georgia Tech, then the committee doesn't give a rip. <laughs> they don't care about it. They don't care one bit. It would, it would just be fantastic for me. Uh, your text at 503-250-1080. This says, um, USC's strength of schedule is, is number 65 so far. Not worthy of the number six ranking. If they win the next two weeks, possibly. No way they are ev- top four, even if they win the next two. I See, I disagree with that because the committee is already lining it up for them to have a pair of top 15 wins and a trio of top 20 wins to end the season. Like, they can do it if, if they want. USC needs to start being convincing, though. And that is the whole thing. Like P1 John says, name a good win for Alabama. And Alabama's kind of in that same category, too, where they've played with their food a lot. Yeah. And, and they're just like USC in that they played tight games against good teams. They don't have that decisive win against a good team like all of the teams above them do have. They've been regarding Alabama as the Alabama teams of the past and not necessarily what Alabama, Alabama is this year. That's the truth. That is the truth. And very similar to USC, though, is that they have a very close loss to LSU, a very close loss to Tennessee. That That's Bama's two losses. They don't. They did not play uh, Georgia this year. Uh, amazing how they, they just kind of missed that one on the schedule. Alabama uh, had a one-score a, a one win at Ole Miss. They are very similar to at USC. And that you know they're talented. They've got a ton of name recognition. They have not been dominant against any team that is good. A four-point win over A&M at home. Yeah. That's before the wheels kind of came off of A&M, though. Because there, there really is something to a When the wheels come off on a season, there's no turning back. It just falls apart. That is, It is brutal to be part of that. And when that wind is out of your sails and all of a sudden you are dumpster diving, look at look no further than Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a prime example of that. They they had back-to-back wins at the beginning of the year that which at the time was like, "Oh, those are pretty good wins. They beat they beat Miami. They beat Mario Cristobal in Miami." And <laughs> yeah, then the, they the, the shine has kind of kind of come off that one a little bit. You think? And then they beat Arkansas, and it's like, oh, wow. Remember Arkansas came in with a ton of, uh, of of hype because of what they did last year. Uh, they had lost, was it, seven games in a row? Or six games in a row before beating UMass 
this past weekend. UMass. UMass. 20 to 3 against UMass. Yeah. Marcus Camby did not suit up. No, no Marcus <laughs> Camby did not suit up. Maybe they maybe they should have had him uh, suit up though because that team is one of the worst college football programs uh in the country. But this is with with A&M they are a great example of they to say that team is talented. They they do have talent on that team. They don't believe in their coach anymore. They don't believe in in their their assistants anymore, and that's a very dangerous thing, especially when you go into uh, the SEC, where every other team that they were playing was like, proof of point now, proof of point now. Um, <clears throat> let's see here, more text. Uh, Jake the Hater just says F Florida State. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Were we in there? Okay. I don't mind Florida State. Nah. Yeah. You don't like them? Nah. Why don't you like them? Well, Willie Taggart can go F himself. I realize he's not there, but, you know. Well, sh- sure. And sure. Jameis. Jameis Winston. You know who I really loved? Uh, I loved Peter Warwick. Yeah. And Warwick Dunn. Well, if you have a Warwick Charlie in Charlie Ward. I really like you from Florida State. Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward was fantastic. And it was mind-blowing to dumb young me to find out Charlie Ward was a basketball player. Yeah, wins the Heisman and then goes on to a nice little NBA career. I love Charlie Ward, man. They had some dudes back in the day. And their uniforms, they, they've they ruined their uniforms. Their uniforms were perfect in the 90s. But before they went through their rebrand, where they tried to fancy up the spear on the side of the helmet, and they kind of darkened it almost to like a purple, their, their red. No, 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 no. Go back to the way it was because you, they, it was perfection. Even with their, their sleeves, the stripes on their sleeves. No, don't screw that thing up. It was awesome. That's how you win again. That's how you do it. Um, and then this text uh, says, look up the UMass Texas A&M pictures of fans. Did, did you see that, Rust, over the weekend? No. In the second half of the Texas A&M UMass game, which was a 20-3 to football game was the final score. I would say there were probably 500 fans in the stands. And mind you, Kyle Field holds like 93,000 people now uh, after their upgrades. It was It's one of the most cringy-looking stadium photos Ooh. you can find. If you think like the, the U, UCLA Rose Bowl pictures are bad. Yeah, this is bad. It's It might be worse than those Rose Bowl ones because... It is, they're scattered, at least in the Rose Bowl, like they condense them down towards the front rows, and you're like, at least uh, that section may be sold out. No, 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 no. There's, they're all spread out through Kyle Field. I don't know who their ushers are there, but that's the worst. It's like when you get an usher who's like, he's like, nope, got to sit up in the nose. It's like there's literally yeah, there's 500 seats here. right here. Yeah. Just let me down here. No. They must have a lot of uh, very serious ushers. At Kyle Field for the second half of that game. All right, <clears throat> enough with the college football playoff. Let's let's get over this. Five zero three two five zero ten eighty. That's where you can have your gripes and you, you can put them all out there uh, for the world to see. Um, coming up next, um, we've got something really cool coming up tomorrow. And yeah, Thanksgiving. There's outside of Thanksgiving sports. Oh. I was talking sportsy. Gotcha. We do have Thanksgiving though, and it is Thanksgiving related. It is Thanksgiving related. Oh. Danny Dusty on the fan.
Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Now, this was announced a couple weeks ago, but um, it is coming up tomorrow. We have our traditional trio of NFL games on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, it will start at 9.30 a.m. where the Bills will be in their home stadium taking on the Lions in Detroit because that became a thing last week. Um, then at one, that game is going to be on CBS. At 1.30 on Fox, you're going to have the Giants-Cowboys in Dallas. Jerry's World. And one thing that I hope happens in that game is I hope Tony Pollard is the one that jumps into the um, big red Salvation Army Bowl that they have in the end zone instead of Ezekiel Elliott because he is now the official running back of the Dallas Cowboys. Deserves that one. And then it wraps up uh, 520 on NBC in Minnesota Vikings Patriots. I don't like that these are all going to be in inside. Can we have can we officially petition to move move these games outdoors? Especially the the Patriots and Vikings feels like that one should be outside. Right? We shouldn't have all indoor games. I don't like this. Yeah. Not one bit. Not one bit. No. But the NFL announced uh, a couple of weeks ago that this Thanksgiving Day trio of games and moving forward, um, they they will honor every Thanksgiving. The man who is synonymous with football and Thanksgiving, John Madden. And on all three of the networks that are going to be showing the the games on on Thursday, they're going to have tributes from John Madden. It's not just going to be and turkey legs going to the winning players. They're going to be doing segments throughout the entire games honoring Madden because he was he really was man he was such a special part of those thanksgiving day games and really highlighted and i think for a lot of kids they had memories of madden on thanksgiving you know circling the turkey and uh, where are you going to eat first and you know breaking down what sides you need to have on your plate those things were special and i think a lot of like the the football fans that grew up and are now adults and with kids of their own they want to share those memories of having John Madden tributes on your Thanksgiving Day uh, football games. I think it's really cool to make the guy who was so important for young people to get introduced to the game of football through the video game um, to have his honor or have his legacy honored on Thanksgiving Day because it was the day that you always thought of Madden. Yeah, well, and he's just, yeah, for an entire generation of kids, too, he was the voice of NFL football, whether it be from watching the games or on the video games. I mean, he he truly is probably the most influential figure in football, P- period. Yeah. Think, think of the generations. Well, you can go back to, you know, the late 60s, early 70s of when people first learned of John Madden and started becoming a common name more in the 70s. From the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, now 2020s, like his name is still relevant for every single age group from football fans from the 1970s all the way to the 2020s. 
um, in, in in vastly different ways. You know, as being you know the youngest coach to to win a Super Bowl to you know, being a guy that was a broadcaster and then the video, now he's the video game, he's a video game guy, you know? And for eons moving forward, that is going to be what people will remember John Madden for is the video game. But I don't know if there's been anybody more influential than John Madden in the game of football. It's like this texture says, remember his favorite quote on Thanksgiving? He said, Larry Allen had arms like legs and legs like people. <laughs> Oh, there's a Thanksgiving Day game where I remember being a kid and I was like looking around going, there's no way that he just said this. But it was like the ultimate maddenism of the the team that scores the most points is going to win this game. It's like, really, John? <laughs> you, you think the team that wins the, that scores the most points is going to win this one? I remember one, too. It, it, of course. Talking about a guy, a big Dombrowski. When you're in a when you're a lineman like that, and your na- your last name is Dombrowski, the only way your first name can be is if you're big. So big Dombrowski. <laughs> it's perfect. So everybody's gonna be getting a turkey leg uh, for the player of the game. Um, the Madden player of the game is gonna re- uh, receive a trophy and a ten thousand dollar donation in their name from the NFL Foundation uh, to the a youth or a high school football program of their choice. Um, I really think that it is awesome that that Madden is going to be remembered in this way, and then they're going to have Madden Thanksgiving logos on the twenty-five yard lines as well. Uh, he he was larger than life, and now moving forward, our Thanksgiving football is going to be John Madden centered, and I think that that is, I think that's really cool. It's fitting, and there are I, I think that this needs to be kind of this is the power of the NFL and the power of John Madden. There are very few things that you will get. NBC, Fox, and Disney to agree on. Or, or no, I think it's CBS. CBS, Fox, and NBC. It'll be v- finding those three networks to agree to do something in conjunction with each other. It's like State of the Union addresses, national emergencies, and John Madden on Thanksgiving being honored on all three networks. About right, yeah. <laughs> all right. 503-250-1080. That is a fan text on. Uh, all right. Let's get back into Ducks Beeves. we got a big one coming up. We talked to Angie Machado of Beaver Blitz yesterday. Today, let's go to the Ducks. Eric Scopel covers the Ducks for Duck Territory. He joins us next. This is Danny Dusty on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 